0: And now, from
1: beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
0: My guest is Kathleen J. Lightworker. Kathleen had a near-death experience, and during her experience, she encountered three light beings, and today we're going to learn about it. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome.
1: Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it.
0: If you don't mind, can we start on the day yours happened?
1: Sure. Um, I had a brain aneurysm. Um, it, I just grabbed my head and fell back on the bed and my husband, uh, called the ambulance, took me to the hospital. And then, um, they, the small hospital that I went to in rural Oklahoma, uh, could not deal with, with. A brain aneurysm so they sent me to the city oklahoma city and um it they wanted to fly me but it, it so happened it was a um pretty stormy night and they um those guys won't fly if it's you know the wind's blowing real hard or anything because you just can't in a helicopter So, uh, they shipped me by ground and, um, I, um, (laughs) I died in the back of the ambulance. There were three light beings and they reached towards me and I knew that, you know, that I had died when i saw them because they were they were beings of of light of energy and i could see a a humanoid form but not really actual you know tell much of anything about it because there was such a glow coming off of them and um They, you know, one of them said, you know, in my head said, um, you're, come, you're welcome, you know, and I, it was like I was torn. I've never seen that much, that much love, that much acceptance that much uh, just <sighs> um, I can't explain how moving it was to be able to realize that somebody anybody cared that much for me or, and everybody else, you know, I mean, for, it was, it was very, very intense, but I was, I thought about my husband and my children and I said, Oh, please. No, I I can't. I have to, I have to stay. I have to be there for my kids. I have to be there so that they have a mama and, and my husband wouldn't, you know, handle it. And it's my responsibility to, to see them grow up. And they didn't act disappointed. They didn't act like, you know, they were angry at me in any way. It was just, just this unbelievable acceptance. And, you know, they, they were, they were fine with that. And I, I looked down and I realized that I was made of light as well and then when I looked back up all of a sudden for just a split second it was like I could almost recognize each of those three beings I almost knew who they were because I realized who or what I was you know I was a soul and In that moment, I had given up or stepped away from my human experience, and I was back in the soul realm, and that, I mean, the next moment I was, you know, being shocked by the defibrillators and everything, but that was... I mean, I don't know. That was the biggest, the most profound moment ever for me.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. When you You're saw welcome. your own light body, did you happen to look at your physical body laying in the ambulance? Yes. Hmm. Did you see them working on your body? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They had put the, um, you know, the the defibrillator pads on me and shocking me and the shock, you know, that hurts, (laughs) you know, Uh, and that, that got my attention. Um, I guess they sent me back, right. If they'd sent me back a second sooner, maybe it wouldn't, or a second later, maybe it wouldn't have, have been so, so bad, but the thing is, is they they were coming towards me with a laryngoscope and a laryngoscope is, you know, the thing that they put in your mouth to cock your jaw back to intubate you. Mm. And I was in, <laughs> I was in a, um, an ambulance traveling at a high rate of speed on Oklahoma roads. And so when you get intubated in a, a hospital setting, it's not a problem, but if you get intubated in a bouncing ambulance, you're probably just almost guaranteed broken teeth. And wow. <laughs> that was one of the first things that I, I was trying to do: is I was trying to get my body, uh, make my body, um, be, um, move, move, movement enough. You know, have enough, enough life for them to realize that. They didn't necessarily need to intubate me, <laughs> right? Because that was that was terrifying. So the guy, the um, one of the EMTs had picked up the laryngoscope, mm-hmm. you know, and he he put fitted the correct blade onto it, and then they shocked me, and <laughs> um, he was coming at me with a laryngoscope when they um they let me go back
0: mm-hmm. did you say hey i'm back i don't need that
1: <laughs> then, so, no, no, <laughs> no actually i couldn't move uh either side and i couldn't talk at all mm. um well i i would have periods where i could speak but i made no sense i had um had the type of aphasia that it isn't a dead tongue it is um i talk nonsense i told the doctor that um he asked how i was feeling and i told him he would look lovely with butterflies in his hair Mm.
0: that's so interesting that you were like literally on the edge physically like you could go or stay and they were right there like you could just go or stay
1: yeah yeah
0: it appears that when you were there, they were giving or transmitting just amazing amount of love and acceptance. And yeah. Would you even say it's like the love that you always have been yearning for?
1: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 surpasses um, even even like um, familial love um, things like that. Just because. I've never felt just the acceptance. I mean, it, it doesn't in that moment I knew that everything that I had beaten myself up for about, you know, everything I'd done in my life and everything I didn't do and what I did do and all that kind of thing, it it didn't matter. It was Just, they loved and accepted me, you know, warts and all.
0: I really like that was amazing. I really like what you said. I didn't know somebody could care about me so much.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, my husband is just the most wonderful man in the world. But I had a hard time. Believing that he could love me, you understand what I'm saying. That's it's after, not that. I,
0: is that after your experience or before?
1: No, no, it was before. Wow. And I, I mean, I, well, I was, I was born without uh, my left leg um, below the knee. Um, my mother had the measles in the first trimester of pregnancy, and. So, I have grown up with, um, with a, not ever feeling that I'm good enough anyway, yeah. you know. And so, I, I don't know if it, if it was because I, you know, had that, that I could not believe their love, but I really don't think that it's possible to to have that kind of of that type of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess you could because you know I've I've been trying my best to to recreate it every <laughs> every waking moment since. Yeah. But it's like you're too human. You know, you, you've got too too there's too much in this this physical body that um there's all these thoughts and all these these different feelings and the ambiguity about about um how something is and you tell yourself that that you're you're very very um accepting and everything but it's there's always a little bit of the human dragging you down and in, in in my NDE, they, I guess they, they had transformed beyond what the human experience can can do
0: for you. Do you think it's possible that in this earthly realm, it's not possible for humans to even experience the kind of love that you experienced when you were with them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine getting it in any other, I, I can't imagine someone being able to, to demonstrate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, sure. I just can't.
0: <laughs> did you happen to notice if you had a full leg in your light body or not?
1: Yeah, I, and I did, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if, if, um, because it, that's, that's one thing that I, I've wondered a lot about is did I have, uh, that impression because I would, you know, when I look down, I always wear an artificial limb. Did I have that impression because, um, that's, that's normal for me, or does that mean, um, you know, when I die, everything will be perfect? I I, I just don't know.
0: From what you're telling me, you're just energy, so mm-hmm. I would assume mm-hmm. that you you know energy so it can you
1: know yeah, it, it yeah it can spread out to encompass whatever it needs.
0: How have your thoughts on your husband's love for you changed? Have you accepted that? he could really yeah. love you
1: yeah yeah that that's um I mean, it took me a long time to recover mm-hmm. from this the aneurysm and i spent a month in the hospital but that is one of the things that that really blew me away because my husband not only did he you know, come and help me in the hospital. He, um, you know, stepped up and, and took such care of me uh, whenever I got home. And it was, it was something, it was like, I suddenly saw that, you know, All this time he had loved me throughout and you know then it was like he was proving his love to me and i thought you know i would have to be have been the most selfish person on earth not to to realize that you know his love for me Mm -hmm. and you know so i I kind of came to terms with the fact that yes, yes, you are worthy of love mm-hmm. because they showed me mm-hmm. that I could be loved.
0: Has the memory of this experience faded at all? Or is it as real today as it was the day that it happened?
1: It's as real today as it was the day it happened. Mm-hmm. They, um, I, I, <laughs> I just can't, sometimes I almost think that words have lost their their sacredness, have lost their meaning. We, we've overused them so much because of the fact that I can't find words to express what this felt like, what this was like, what this... I I I just can't, and you know I I don't know if it's because you know we no longer do um, like the the ceremonial type words that have that you only use for the ceremony and and you know things like that or if it was just so. Profound. I'm at a loss.
0: How else have you changed since your experience?
1: I think that i I, I went from being a um, uh, a nurse, uh, ER nurse, to being um, someone. You know, I I couldn't move, I couldn't talk, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was obviously the the biggest um, change in my life but the other thing is I think that I look at people differently because I don't um, this happened in 2002 and I don't have a need to be right. I don't have a need to, um, to push people to do, um, what I think is right. I don't, you know, all this kind of stuff. I choose to give them suggestions, but you know, relinquish control. And it was, it's the control issue because I was a nurse and very regimented that I think probably is the the biggest, the biggest change.
0: In your career of nursing, have you ever seen anybody in the emergency room had an NDE?
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
0: When it happened, I'm assuming it was before this. So- when, yes. you, when you heard that, or experienced, or saw the patient claim that, did you believe them at the time?
1: Yes, um, it was. It was. It was kind of one of those things to where that I believe they believed what they saw, mm-hmm. but I was not exactly skeptical, but. Um more like cautiously optimistic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought, wow, that is so beautiful. But at the same time, I, there was just that, that niggling doubt. You know, I mean, it was like, I, I, I believed them. But at the same time, I'm like, how, how can that be possible? How can can they, they communicate with with those beings and, and do everything in just seconds? But you know, I I had a, um, a Real fixation with linear time, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so so that was pro- a large part of my problem at that time.
0: After your NDE, do you have any new abilities that you didn't have before, like clairvoyance, clairaudience?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Before the NDE, I, I'd always been empathic because um, I. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, but I I could always tell what people were feeling and all that kind of stuff. But that was it. And after the NDE, um, I slowly um, explored more and was having random flashes of clairvoyance and audience and clairsentience and you know all the clairs have, even the sense of smell and taste at times um, but it wasn't until in 2018 that I had um, shingles in the ear mm. which is um, Ramsey Hunt Syndrome and it's um, you lose you have pain, vertigo, um, ringing in the air, all that kind of stuff. And your face also will, will, this side, your face will, will sag. And you have to wait until the virus goes away to, um, begin the, to heal the nerves. And, um, that because I'm not steady anyway, that put me in the bed, and it wasn't until actually I saw a video on on YouTube with them telling me, um, you know, this was one lady said that she lost a child, and that's how she put herself back together. Was the tarot was learning the tarot, and so since I we don't have the most wonderful healthcare. <laughs> And mental care is non-existent, uh, especially in rural Oklahoma. Um, I was desperate because I was, I'd almost developed a phobia. Uh, And so um, staying in the bed was, I stayed in the bed for two and a half years because it takes on average 18 months for, the Ramsey hunt syndrome symptoms to diminish and go away. Wow. And so, uh, I was at two and a half years and I was still, um, I couldn't, even though some of the, the vertigo had faded, I I wound up with a broken ankle because of, of falling because of the vertigo. And, um, I, I was just terrified. And so I bought a tarot deck mm-hmm. and I started tarot is 78 cards and every single card deals with human emotion. And so after I, I watched, um, you know, after I learned the tarot, after I really got it, I, I, well, okay, this will, this will tell you more. Um, I was drowning in guilt, um, because, and I couldn't figure out why exactly. And so I used the tarot to track it down, to go back and, and, each time I found pieces of my life that it at different times of my life that, the the guilt of whatever situation was still on my back. And, um, I had, I, I, I tracked it down and I, I, I got to where that I was looking at my relationship with my mother. My sister, I had I have a younger sister, she's eight years younger than me. And um, I suddenly realized that my mother had always treated my sister like... She was was the be-all and end-all of all things, and I wasn't. And no matter what I did, I could never, never make her love me. And I realized that my mother was a teacher, and there was an outbreak of the measles at school, and she knew she was pregnant. And she went to school anyway because they had a shortage of substitutes. And she went and she caught the measles and I was born with only one leg. And so her guilt was the reason why I could never get away because her guilt was projected between her and me. Mm. And so all these things that I had tracked down with the Tarot, I released them and let them go. And it was after that, that all these little specks of, of clairvoyance, little specks of clairaudience. You know, all of a sudden, once I got the noise out of my mind, mm. all the gifts came flooding in.
0: Have you resolved all the guilt?
1: I think so. I think so. I've done a lot of, of social shooting. I'm not saying that, that I know I did and blah, blah, blah. But it feels as if as if it's gone
0: so are you reading tarot professionally now or you just did it for yourself to heal yourself
1: well now i'm 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 reading it professionally yes but i would encourage any and everyone to to get a tarot deck and because mindfulness is not something that anybody should should be afraid of.
0: <laughs> do you feel like when you do a reading for somebody, you're combining your ability of the clairs with the tarot?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, the 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 thing that's so amazing to me is, it's like when I put down the cards, <clears throat> I. It's almost like a movie comes up, mm-hmm. and it's it it sharpens my um, clairvoyance because sometimes some of the your subconscious mind and your conscious mind don't speak the same language. Okay, and that that's the honest God truth <laughs> because your subconscious mind is so much more like a child's or like innocent is what i i, I um i like to, to put onto it it's it, and so you get flashes and images and things that are that don't make any sense and then your conscious brain is trying to interpret that and so using the the tarot because there's pictures and i'll zoom in on one particular tiny little fragment of the card and then it'll it'll just explain to me what i should say with that card i know all the meanings but the the explanation to it what they're saying um i could never come up with with that um on my own Mm. especially with a with the brain aneurysm
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a good combination that works together
1: yeah yeah
0: have you had any other paranormal experiences
1: yeah um i've i've Talk to people's mother and father who have passed, um, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out that because the the easiest way that I don't have to think about it is automatic writing mm-hmm. because um, trying to figure out all the symbols and everything and it makes sense to the other person. Is, is really hard. So a lot of times, um, I will do automatic writing to where that I, when I am in contact with the spirit, they just, um, write what they want to say on a page. And so there's that. And I, um, am a remote viewer. Um, Laurie Williams is, I'm a student of remote viewing because I still don't feel that I, I can really hone in um, enough to, I can give you an overall picture, but I'm, I, I can't pick a part of it and zoom in and all the, of the amazing things that they do. I still am, am not experienced enough for that. But um, Lori Williams, um, intuitivespecialist.com, she's she's my teacher, and she is amazing. Um, Third Eye Spies uh, is a documentary on um, Amazon, and I think they have it, too, on uh, YouTube. But it tells about the CIA and... Um, the Third Eye Spies that they had working for them, Inego Swan, um, Pat Buchanan, and my teacher, Lori Williams, uh, she's even in that Third Eye Spies movie, but it's it's her documentary. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. It tells so much about the program and then Everything.
0: Hmm. Really, really good. Are you a religious person, and if so, did your religious beliefs change after your NDE?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, my mother and fa- oh, well, my mother was a um, Pentecost a Pentecostal Assembly of God kind of uh, person, and that's where how we grew up. But um, my husband was, you know, was not uh, Pentecost. He was Church of Christ. And we have just slowly moved away from organized religion a little bit. But my faith in God and Jesus has never faltered, it has never um, changed really. But it's not so much my views on God that have changed so drastically with my NDE. It was my views on humans hmm. because of the fact that it, I realized that it, I wasn't a human trying to make it t- into the light trying to be good enough for for you know salvation i realized that i was a soul in a human experience trying to navigate my way through it and so i know where i'm going i know where everybody's going and it just I don't know, that uh, made my um, connection with God more complete.
0: Do you think that you know who the three beings are? Like if they were family members or angels or your soul group?
1: Yeah. um, My my spirit guides there one of them was one of my spirit guides and um the others uh, i think were um were part of my family because you know i i didn't have complete recognition um It was more like, okay, this will tell you. It was like, um, if you are um, Japanese and you walk outside and you see a whole um, street full of Japanese people and there's one um, person there from Norway, you notice the, the person from Norway because all the other people look familiar to you. And the it's the Norwegian that looks a little different.
0: Mm.
1: And um that was was the sense I got. I looked looked up and all of a sudden they became more familiar to me and it was like oh i remember and um you know afterwards because of just like what um see so yeah, there's some things that i i can't remember i can't remember what was said um i remember each person talking to me and it being a lengthy conversation mm-hmm. But whenever I got back into my body, I could not remember um, everything that was said. And I don't know if that's because of the brain aneurysm or if it was they talked to me and I wasn't supposed to know uh, until later, <laughs> you know, or what. But parts of that conversation are are. Um, just blank and so that's the reason why that i felt that it was um like my father and my or my grandmother mm. because um our relatives um and my spirit guide i've had with me my whole life when i was small i uh, very very small uh she was my imaginary friend. <laughs> she she appeared to me as a, a child. And she kept me from doing a lot of, of things that would probably have gotten me killed. <laughs> because I was a little bit, well, I was a lot um, more uh, curious and things than what was good for me. <laughs>
0: Have you considered getting hypnotized to see if you can remember any more of those conversations or anything else?
1: No. uh, That would be very, very interesting. That really would. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. I'll have to think about that. Wow. Because that would be so interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't even considered hypnosis, actually. Huh. Yeah, I think I think I would like that. I would like to to know, but at the same time, why do I not know?
0: <laughs> That's a good mm. question.
1: <laughs>
0: at this point in your life, do you fear death at all?
1: No. No, I do not.
0: What inspires you about your NDE?
1: That's a good question. What inspires me? I think the the most inspirational thing I could take away from it is that we are souls having a human experience. We aren't humans trying to reach a soul experience. We all have That light being inside of us, in between ourselves, you know, encompassing our being. And when something happens, when we die, we just step into another world.
0: Do you have any negative after effects from your NDE, but not physical, I mean spiritual?
1: Well, it it took me from um, a long time to get to the point to where I, I could say, you know, I could talk about my NDE. It was so profound and so emotional and so big. Um, I, I, I couldn't um, it, express what I wanted to, to say about it. And I thought about people, you know, if people I cared about um you know um kind of poo-pooed on it because I am empathic. So if you don't believe something and I am especially if I'm standing in the room with you and you don't believe something, I know it. So um I it was something I could not express to everyone and Everything And so I was always a, a very much a, he, you know, what you see is what you get kind of a person. And um, about this, I was so, it's not exactly closed off. I didn't like close anybody away, but I, I kept it so personal and and it was like like <laughs> like gollum sitting there my precious mm-hmm. you know i i, I but, and i'm i'm not sure why it took me so long to be able to do this
0: mm-hmm. how have your friends and family reacted to this
1: i've had um most everybody is like oh cool mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's like, you know, then um, some of them are really excited and really want to know more and are fascinated, but some of them are um, like, you know, smile and everything to my face, but you can, I know... (laughs) I know what they're thinking, <laughs> or I don't know what they're thinking, but I know what they're feeling. Right. And, um, so I've had to, to deal with that. And, um, I finally got to where that I could say that if you don't believe me, you don't believe me and that's okay. I didn't have to, it's just, it was so sacred and everything to me. It, somebody that I care about, not thinking it's true that I'm, I just, um, you know, that it's probably just the brain aneurysm that did it and mm. yada, yada, yada. I mean, they're, they're not saying I'm lying. They're just saying, yeah, uh yeah, I know you believe it and, and everything. And, and that's fine. I, I mean, I was the same way. I was, I was, I had a little bit more belief than than most um, people, but I I still had that reticence, and so it I finally got to the point where it was okay. It was it it did not it would not affect our relationship if you you didn't believe me.
0: Has your husband commented to you how you've changed since your NDE?
1: Well, he. he he commented on, after the NDE, of course, my confidence was blown because I, you know, I, I have an artificial leg on my left side and my entire right side is, um, has paralytic type symptoms. I mean, it, it, I have an odd way of walking and my right arm moves differently. So I, I obviously don't have as much confidence, but... What he said after um, was that I – this is going to sound like I'm bragging on myself, Mm -hmm. but he said, you radiate comfort, you radiate joy, and you radiate peace. Mm. So – I, I'll i take that.
0: <laughs> if someone wants to know about your tarot card readings, how do they find out about that?
1: I have a YouTube channel. It's Kathleen J. Lightworker. Mm-hmm. Just, just the name I go by. And um, I have um, a... Um, I'm trying to figure out all the stuff to do a... Um, website, and I'm having you know, you can imagine somebody, somebody who has had a I, actually I had, the brain aneurysm I had was right smack dab in the middle, and so I have definite uh, technology <laughs> learning problems. But um, I'm trying to get a website as well, but I can be contacted at um, Kathleen J Lightworker at gmail.com as well as Kathleen J Lightworker on my YouTube channel.
0: If people just want to contact you and ask you questions or chat with you, are you up for that?
1: Sure. But I do have migraines as well as trying to, to you know, see clients and take my, my care of my YouTube channel. So it may be a day or two before I can get back to you.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before we finish up, Can you leave us with one last positive message?
1: Yes. You're loved. Each and every soul on this earth is loved. That's all.
0: That's a great message. Kathleen, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast.